Hello friends and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And um, today we're going to talk about something that's a little bit, a little bit general spooky, a little bit death related, just a whole, a whole lot of weird fun stuff. Uh, all of so, my favorite things. <laughs> all the good things. Um, so I believe back in our spooky travel episode, um, I mentioned that while I was in Germany, I visited a bejeweled skeleton yes, who was did. on display um, in Munich. And her name uh, was St. Mundisha. And you may think that a bejeweled skeleton must be pretty rare, but they are more common than you think. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> some weird home Catholic <laughs> stuff today. Weird Catholic stuff. Uh, so why do catholic churches around europe have fancy disco skeletons um <laughs> i am gonna tell you why uh so the majority of info in this episode uh came from a smithsonian magazine article entitled meet the fantastically bejeweled skeletons of catholicism's forgotten past <laughs> <laughs> amazing right um and that's by rachel newer and it is mostly about a book called Heavenly Bodies, Cult Treasures, and Spectacular Saints from the Catacombs uh, by Paul Kudinaris, uh, who is the modern researcher who's really kind of brought these back into the minds of the death-obsessed public, like myself. <laughs> uh, so as someone who grew up Catholic, um, I can tell you that Catholicism is goth as hell. Uh, so... <laughs> Things I never thought I would heard say. There you go. On this podcast, <laughs> uh, yes, um, I have I have my disagreements uh, with the doctrine and the organization, but the aesthetics are extremely good. Um, they are very good. Historically, Catholic churches tended to be very blingy, have a lot of like art, statues, fancy jeweled stuff, religious relics, aka bones and pieces of saints, generally. Um, and this is something that people who are not Catholic uh, have historically not been a big fan of. <laughs> uh, so in the 1500s, um, there were a lot of waves of Protestant sentiment in Europe, um, basically being like these Catholics and all their religious icons are bad news and we got to wreck their shit. Um, so there would be riots and ransacking churches. A lot of churches were entirely stripped of all of their like art and relics. And obviously, uh, the people who went to those churches were like, this is a huge bummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> darn, darn, my church darn. has been burned to the ground. Yeah, they took all my shit. Um, and then in 1578, uh, some vineyard workers outside Rome discovered a hidden catacomb that was just chock-a-block full of old dead bodies. Uh, they estimate 500 to 750,000 corpses oh in this catacomb. <laughs> that yeah, is not I the knew. I was I like, was You're, wait, wait for that. Wait for that thousand on the end. I was, like, <laughs> I was already like, wow, 750 bodies. That's crazy. Yes. Um, so the thousand <laughs> bodies. Yep. Potentially. That's what they and say. You said this was outside of Rome. Yes. Um, so. Mm -hmm. So these seem to be um, from kind of the, around the time of like the first three centuries of Christianity and the Vatican was like, hell yes, because uh, they just had a super great idea for how to replace all these churches that lost their relics. Uh, so the official name um, for these fancy skeletons are the catacomb saints. Um, so obviously these bodies were found in a catacomb and 
maybe we're saints um so basically the vatican was like all right we're gonna go through all of these dead bodies and we're gonna find the really holy ones um and Which how is determined in what way how yes good question mitch how would one do that um so the first way is if they um like the kind of like you know their little skeleton nook uh was marked with an m that must mean that they were a martyr and definitely okay. not that they were named marcus which was one of the most common names in rome it was actually like m for murderer right <laughs> um and the the second way that you can do that is that martyr bones cast a golden glow and have a sweet smell to them so oh, of course teams of psychics would go through the catacombs and just do a skeleton vibe check and find the ones that had this excellent aura and that were definitely holy well we all gotta believe in something yep uh so once a skeleton was identified as a martyr um and given a name um it was time to head out uh, so there were special skeleton delivery monks um, who would transport the relics out <laughs> to their new homes. Uh, so the majority of these uh, went to Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, where there had been the highest anti-Catholic sentiment and like more churches were ransacked. Um, so Paul Cusinaris, who is the kind of researcher behind this, estimates that 2,000 full skeletons were sent out. And oh also some places probably just got like a jawbone <laughs> or like some partial remains. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Because now I was not raised catholic mm -hmm. but like catholics are pretty hardcore about the sentiment of like burial right like yes of, of that being part of like getting to heaven yeah so it is it's kind of a weird thing because they're also very into like this kind of idea of like a relic and like a, a holy body and like have it so like it was very common to like have like this is like a saint's toe or people would be like this is something dead that jesus toe. once touched <laughs> yeah dead man's toe so, so this wasn't considered like desecration to move the body from its final resting place because they were martyrs or yeah so people? yeah so they're honoring these dead okay. people so it's um, who are holy so it's from the rest sure yes perfect <laughs> there i don't I'm, know if i align with that personally but pop off monks. I'm, I'm, like... <laughs> I'm i'm not gonna say that catholicism doesn't have some discrepancies um <laughs> but there you go um so once your skeleton was delivered um it's time to dress it up and make it snazzy um so this is something that i super love um so this was primarily done by nuns and um I know that this is was definitely like something very serious. They probably all felt like very like um, respectful and like sacred about this. Sure. But I just love craft night with the girls, the jeweling your nuns. skeleton, just like did, hanging out with your girlfriends. Did you bring your bedazzler, Sister Catherine? Like they have those right? little, you know, those little um, sticks you use for rhinestones that have the sticky silicone yes. ends. like they all have their little rhinestones <laughs> yep <sticks>. just boop, <laughs> boop. and like how how fun of a party would that be to get like a full-size skeleton and just have people over to like Heavenly decorate Bodies it night at the monster house yes i know so what we're good. doing next time we get together penny <laughs> yes uh so step one um is to spin a fine mesh gauze um to wrap every bone with 
Um, so this is uh, just like a super delicate, almost invisible fabric. Like it looks like the most like delicate, like pantyhose basically. Okay. So if you look closely um, at these like images of skeletons, you can see that this net is over them. Um, so that's meant to protect the bones from dust, um, but it also gives you a surface um, which you can decorate. Uh, so then you have to reassemble the bones and not everyone was great at this. Uh, so, um, uh, this not researcher, who, a, you know, yep, was like traveling around. He was like, yeah, some of these bones were like mismatched. Like the sizes were definitely not right. So maybe you got like it switched somewhere or things were like not attached to where <laughs> they were supposed to go. Uh, like, but the jaw bones connected to the hip bone, uh, <laughs> just like not at all. <laughs> Right. The girls are doing their best. Um, so step three is to add gems, jewelry, fancy clothing. Um, so this was like a big thing that like, you know, like the local nobility, the rich people in your village would like donate their nice stuff as like a show of respect uh, to the skeletons. Apparently also like a lot of the nuns would put like their own personal jewelry on a skeleton um sometimes they would make them wax faces and this was supposed to make them that. less creepy 100 yeah. makes them a million times creepier yeah i <laughs> positively despise that idea yes um but this process like this was this process could take two to three years um like this was oh, like wow. an incredibly intricate um process and Paul actually said that obviously like there's no like record of who did what, but like in the time looking at skeletons, he started to like be like, oh, I think these were done by like the same person and mm -hmm. like noticing like artistic touches that seem to kind of like reoccur between some skeletons, which is just really cool. I think that's a, a neat, it's an, it's a weird piece of art, but it is still a method of expression. <laughs> still has its own little signatures. <laughs> yes. Uh, so once your skeleton uh, was done and decorated, uh, they would go um, to their church that they're going to live in. Um, they often had like a special case or like a throne or something that they sat in. And they were basically like the patron saint of the community and were very much beloved. Uh, so the one that I saw is kind of like reclining on like a chaise, but like within like a glass like mm -hmm. box. And that was pretty common um, throughout theirs. Um, most churches would keep like a miracle book and write down all the good things happened that they give uh, credit to this to skeleton, skeleton for. Yep. Um, so my favorite part, so I'm just going to read this full quote. Yes, was, please. Inevitably, following a holy body's arrival, the first child born would be baptized under its name. For example, Valentine for a boy, Valentina for a girl. In extreme cases, half the children born that year would possess the skeleton's name what <laughs> so you just have a town of people where like a ton of kids in some year were just named after your village skeleton that's the most goth thing i've heard exactly more right? so than th that just beat out mary shelley for the original goth <laughs> like oh yeah i'm named after my city skeleton named after my town skeleton. it's a catholic thing you wouldn't get it <laughs> exactly and like and also how you do are, are they so the, i'm assuming because we're these are found in catacombs they're more or less quote unmarked graves mm -hmm. like so they're cre they're spinning tales they're they're creating backstories and names for these saints or yeah yeah so i uh, my understanding is that the vatican is like okay this is saint so-and-so and they send it to the church and like of course a little village church is going to be like well if the vatican says that this is who this is 
it's a saint valentine then it's saint valentine and was i'm asking as if you're like the world expert on bejeweled (laughs) skeletons but like is the the premise like oh this is just a martyr or is it like this is saint valentine he drove the rats out of ireland like i (laughs) like are they (laughs) good That's yeah, I mean, in, at least my understanding is that it would like that it would presumably you would tie it back to the known saint that you were aware of. Oh, so they're claiming these are the sure. bones of known saints. I guess I'm not. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I could be wrong about that. Um, but well, when they're like, well, but that would make sense, right? Like you wouldn't just be like, oh, this is some other Saint Valentine. This is bamboozlement on the highest degree. Yeah, it's it's some wild stuff. I mean, Catholicism really loves their symbolism, and there's just um, there's just so much like folk magic that is part mm-hmm. of like ancient Catholic traditions, as you can see here, where people are like, "Thank you for this wonderful miracle skeleton." Thank you for this like, body, <laughs> Vatican. Yeah, yep. and you just like it's the same way. I mean, I know that that not not to make light of it. I know that that's like something that is part of like major schisms in like christianity and stuff because people mm-hmm. will be like catholics worship mary and they shouldn't because mary's not a god but catholicism has all at least from my from my understanding of it has always just kind of been like anything kind of holy that we can get our hands on like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hold on to that <laughs> we gonna grab that wow we grab that fascinating but Very yes yes um sadly as the world became more modern uh, skeletons started to lose their favor um and in the late 18th century the emperor of austria declared that churches had to get rid of any relics that didn't have like definitive proof of their provenance um which obviously these skeletons did not have sure. uh so and there were also apparently at the time like there were a lot of protestant writings that were like talking about catholic necromancers because we were all out here with our our very special skeleton friends um <laughs> but uh yeah so a lot of these skeletons were stripped of all of their jewels and taken down and people in villages you know were really upset because they'd been honoring these skeletons for like a hundred years now and oh, suddenly sure. someone was like guess what this isn't a thing <laughs> like we don't believe this anymore and they're like I, what i'm named my my father me and my father are both named after a skeleton <laughs> With the, that's my namesake you're talking about right and it's just it's sad um but not all of the skeletons were destroyed um so some were tucked away in cellars or boxes or just kind of forgotten about um and um in the research um paul kusnera said that there he's found about 250 um that were still intact that he photographed um for the heavenly bodies book um apparently he found one that was like in a crate in like a parking garage or something oh like people just kind of like stored them wherever they could um and as i said like the one that i saw is still in saint peter's in munich um but many are now in disrepair and obviously these are like small local churches that don't have like the funds for like an artistic restoration right or anything uh which is too bad because they are extremely cool. Like it was really neat to see it. And obviously, you know, we don't know this person's true story, um, but I would, I feel like every time we do a death episode, I'm coming up with new death plans. And I think I did mention this in the past, (laughs) but I would like to be a bejeweled skeleton. 
I'll get on and that. Just hang out and be glitzy and, and sparkly and have people admire me and be like, thank you, Penny, for all of your miracles. I do like the idea of them like doing the Burt Reynolds, like lounging yes. skeleton pose across the <laughs> chaise. I think that's very uh, fanciful and nice. Right? Like that's just... That's not 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 a bad life. <laughs> I also can't stop thinking now about. So have, I'm sure you have seen this year at Home Goods. They have these bejeweled skeletons yes, that are wearing yes. crowns, and it looks. I'm. I just took a, a quick goog of. I, I mean, I looked up the one you saw um, mm -hmm. when we talked about it originally, but I'm kind of. I was just gathering, looking at some other photos just now. They're, they're really beautiful. Gorgeous. Yes, I highly, highly recommend looking them up and admiring them. Um, if you're a yeah. fan, I really want to buy a copy of this Heavenly Bodies book so I Definitely. can just look at them all the time. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Um, but I would, I would say that, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I would say that the concept definitely rolled over into these home goods skeletons yes, someone they, somewhere they're, saw this. they're very they're very catacomb saint core <laughs> yeah yeah i thought they were kind of um garish originally but i'm like well <laughs> they've got it's a little, like a fun a religious a iconography moment <laughs> right right and probably probably not what home goods was thinking of when they put uh, no, it together but I'm, I'm sure they had it in their brain they were like "Ooh, a fancy skeleton Mm -hmm. um but no i do i do kind of want to like diy <laughs> myself a get fancy your, skeleton now get yourself a 12 foot home depot skeleton yes <laughs> and turn it oh into a catacomb God. saint my 12 foot catacomb saint that would be <laughs> it so sounded good. like my little pony but like my 12 foot catacomb, <laughs> catacomb saint oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this was just uh, just a weird little thing. I was trying to think of like things that I am into and that I wanted to delve deeper into. And I, I thought about doing just kind of like the concept of Catholic relics in general because yeah. it they do we they do be having some they weird connections to death and dead body parts. Uh, can, and can I go there's off a topic whole... for like four seconds? <laughs> yeah, go for it about something i just learned because again i know nothing about catholicism mm -hmm. and, and i have a, a friend well my friend ann that does the the hair art oh yeah um, she has like a catholic bathroom in her home that's just mm, all religious yeah. iconography and saint stuff um there is this very thin line between like that type of imagery and gothic decor like they yes. kind of intermingle i feel like um but she we were out antiquing together and she pointed at this cabinet and she was like oh i've been wanting one of these so badly and i was like what is that and she's like oh it's a last rites cabinet and i was like a what i've never heard of this <laughs> and are you familiar with this apparently you have like a, a cabinet in your home that in case the priest can't make it when you're dying to like bless you in time you have like a break glass in case of emergency last rites cabinet with like a little <laughs> wafer and a cup of wine ready to oh, go man. so you can take your final communion i mean i'm i'm not surprised that that was a thing <laughs> that's wild to me i was like and again i'm like baby that's witchcraft <laughs> yeah it's 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 <laughs> so very witchy many, so many i things. thought i'm like we are I not thought so you different. were 
I thought you were going to say um what like a famous a famous legendary relic is several churches claim that they have Jesus's foreskin. Not that. Mhm. And and, and someone and, and and I think that a saint was like, "Oh yeah, he gave me his foreskin as a wedding ring." Um so <laughs> That's a okay, thing that's that happens. Straight behavior, pop off. <laughs> super normal stuff. Super normal things best friends do. Just totally regular stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but I was like, the catacomb saints are just so spectacular. They're very cool. I'm excited to post some pictures of them on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, I definitely recommend going out and checking. I actually like w- was going to buy the book over this weekend, but like all of the indie shops I don't have it in stock right now. Aww. So I'm going to keep hunting and see what I can find. It is available on Amazon, but I try not to buy books on Amazon. So yeah, same link like you do. But yes, um, I would love to hear from anyone who has seen the catacomb saint who is into them who had a last rites cabinet or any other <laughs> supernatural catholic vibes going on uh if you agree with me that catholicism is incredibly goth uh sound off let me know sound off <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i think ooh, no there will be one more coming out um before then but we'll we'll mention uh now just for anyone who's making plans that midge and i are going to be at midsummer scream again this year yeah. um so if you're gonna be there uh take a look and definitely come say hi if you see come us um, there and see we us love, sometime yeah come down and see us sometime we love to talk to you um we love saying hi we love it way more than getting messages that said i wanted to say hi but i was nervous i promise we're not scary so yeah, feel we're free just to a say couple, hi. Couple of little goofy gals on the internet. We're it's true. <laughs> Come say hi. We also just out here have... talking about skeletons. <laughs> yeah, we also usually have stickers with us too for the pod. Yes. So if you see us, come say hi. Take a picture. Get a sticker. Tally ho. Hold to hold to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you enjoyed our podcast, uh, we would love it so much if you would take the time to give us a review. It really helps us out. Um, you can leave those on Apple iTunes. Um, you can leave comments on episodes on Spotify now. Um, oh. Or yes, I've been trying to publish them. As I've been seeing them, we might go back through and read some of those. Um, when we get a chance, um, if you are on a platform that doesn't let you leave a review, you can just go right ahead and DM one to us. Um, and Mitch has a review to share with us today. I do. Um, this is from Vivi Luru. Mm. Uh, spooky, warm fuzzies, five stars. I discovered this podcast because of a Facebook Halloween group suggestion, which Ooh. love that. Thank you Thank for you, suggesting us in a group. Uh, keep keep doing that. We appreciate that. <laughs> uh, more often than not, I barely make it a few minutes into most podcasts as my tolerance level is rather low. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> I instantly loved Penny and Midge. They have wonderful chemistry and great voices. It's truly like listening to friends. While I sometimes feel old when they discuss things they enjoyed in school, meanwhile, I was already grown and hanging in the goth industrial scene. (laughs) Nice. I love the nostalgia, and more often than not, I learn new things from them. Thanks for giving such happy, spooky entertainment. Thank you, Vivi LaRue. Yeah, thank you, Vivi LaRue. Fabulous name. Love that. Um, All right. Um, If you want to... 
stick around with us. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Ghoul's Night in Pod. There will be pictures of cool skeletons there. So it's a good, good follow. <laughs> Top S tier follow. Um, and if you are looking for me, you can find me at Penny Snark. And you can find me all over the web at Midge Munster. And until next time, good.